I was recording with somebody one night and they were both supposed to be in bed. And my 10 year old comes into the room and I'm like, what are you doing? That was <laughs> and he's me. Sad. Was it with you? Yeah, we were recording abandoned and he was like chilling on the futon the whole time. And he kept, you were like, stop talking. (laughs) I really enjoy the chaos energy that comes from recording with you. Yeah. Like at any moment, something great, like someone could be climbing on you. Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today we get to do something different. Today is a special day because we are having a BYO book club with some friends that we've met in the podcasting community. Our guests today are Leah Stuhler, host of YA Book Chat Podcast. Tell us about yourself, Leah, and introduce yourself. Hey, so glad to be here again. I always love being with you guys. Um, yeah, so I host YA Book Chat podcast where I uh, cover a different YA book each episode and just kind of I'll do the first 10 to 15 minutes spoiler free and then I go in depth with it after that. I have a different guest each episode and we will hash out the book and I also do author interviews, which is a lot of fun. So. Yeah, your podcast is very helpful because there's so many YA books out there. And so if I'm like, if anything's on my radar, I'll just listen to like the beginning of your podcast and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in on this one. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like, I do that so that people who haven't read the book yet can still listen. Um, But I, I just need to also discuss it in depth and get everything out. So that's why, of course, I have the spoilers too. (laughs) Yeah. And in our fourth chair today is Bethany Finger, host of Prince Kai Fan Pod. Say hi, Bethany, and tell us a little about yourself. Hi. So my name is Bethany, and I'm the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. I am a children's librarian, finishing up my master's degree right now and working on my first novel. And my podcast is all about Marissa Meyer books. So right now we're covering the Lunar Chronicles, Cinder, Scarlet, Crest, and Winter. And yeah, every episode we talk about like one or two chapters and we go into detail about every teeny tiny little thing. And we talk about like the the plot and the story. And uh, there's uh, some bonus episodes that I do. Sometimes Amanda comes on if I do a Disney episode. Yeah. And uh, I've done two episodes with Marissa, which was amazing, and hopefully have more in the future. Yeah. I was about to say, I love your podcast because you let me come on and talk about, <laughs> <laughs> talk about fairy tale adaptations, which is always my favorite. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and David, in your own words, what is a BYO book club? So BYOB Book Club is a book club with all of the friends, booze, and none of the homework. Amanda, how long ago was this intro written? We're we're recording this This at 10 a.m. I have no booze. This original intro is from the one we did in March, back when the world was a different place. (laughs) A much different place back then. Because we all brought an alcoholic drink with us for that one. Yes. So I was, I mean, you guys could have brought mimosas today. We are here a little early in the morning, but it could been a mimosa book club 
Uh, I'm going to say that with the state of the world right now, I would not judge anyone if they brought a drink to 10 a.m. I wouldn't <laughs> Not even a Not at all. Not I at looked all. this morning and there's still not an update. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For context, listeners, we are recording this in the middle of the ele- election week results still. So we're yeah. having a really fun time over here. It's <laughs> great. I do have fancy. I do have a fancy coffee if that helps, even though it's not alcoholic it's uh this is yeah, courtesy of my one. patreon member taylor i love nice. that so i have a i have a coffee mug the size of my face so that's how my morning is nice. <laughs> <laughs> i have orange juice but i was wishing i had champagne to put in it's it to make most it let me yeah, as we do as we do the podcast, we hear Leah sneak off and come back. <laughs> Leah, Leah just slowly yeah. gets more and more slurred words, and we're like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, we figured it out." <laughs> Grab the alcohol. <laughs> Listen, it was already that kind of morning, friends. Like I got out of bed, the first thing that happens is my kids are like yelling and screaming and throwing temper tantrums. So I, I'm like, "It's like 8 a.m. <laughs> this is not how I should be starting my day." Well, if you haven't figured it out just yet, this episode is not about our morning routines and beverages of choice. (laughs) Actually, when we we come together with book recommendations, we are dying to talk about and want others uh, to listen for listeners at home to go home and read right now. So, I think we we have what we're drinking. Yeah, we already talked about what we're drinking. What are you? What are you drinking, David? I just have like the strongest cold brew I could possibly find. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went French press coffee. Yeah. Mm, as strong as possible. Go. All right, David, I'm gonna put you on the spot first. What book recommendation have you brought for us to share? Yeah, so I find that living in a pandemic, my interests have sort of shifted as this has gotten very longer. You know, I used to kind of want those like type of content you could just like dive deep in for hours and be distracted for days doing or playing or reading. And now I feel like I've sort of shifted uh, where I've enjoyed much more bite-sized content. So I've kind of fallen back into reading short stories a lot. So today I brought a short story collection from Edgar Keret, I want to say his name is. He is Israeli. It is a translated story or short story collection. Uh, And I have just found them so refreshing right now because you can just kind of consume them whenever you have a few minutes of free time between, you know, refreshing Twitter, checking the news. You can also just fit in like a nice little short story. And I think why I like this short story collection, but short story collections in general, is because they feel like the experimental albums for authors where they can just go off and do like absolutely wild concepts with their writing and they don't have to dedicate, you know, a 300 page book to it. They can just dedicate like these short little nuggets for it. So I really enjoy his in general because they tend to be pretty experimental in the type of stories they're telling. Sometimes they're very allegorical. Sometimes they just go down ridiculous rabbit holes and they feel kind of post-apocalyptic sometimes. You never know what you're going to get. It's really great. And if you don't like one, great news. You get, it's over in like 10 minutes and you got a new one. So 
I'd highly recommend it. It's just been like a joy to be able to go through and read whenever I have like 10, 15 minutes of free time. Yeah, I looked up his stuff because I haven't heard of him before. And he has a list of inspirations and they include Kurt Vonnegut, Franz mm-hmm. Kafka, and wow. 12, 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam. So just like the most <laughs> wild stories I've ever encountered. So I can imagine that his stuff is pretty wild too. Yeah, some of my favorite uh stories in here i can't remember any of the names of course but there's one concept (laughs) where there's a group of kids living in a facility where they age 10 times quicker than most so they die by the age of 10 uh Mm -hmm. it takes a turn i did not expect in that story it is very interesting um there is a story that was maybe like five pages long about a an app about giving money to poor people that was also very interesting at the end. So he he probably in, indulges a lot into vague endings, but I think it kind of works for the type of, you know, short stories he's trying to tell. So you found like the Black Mirror of short stories. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Black Mirror, <laughs> if you're a fan of Love, Death and Robots, that sh- like short mm-hmm. uh, mini cartoon series on Netflix, you're, this is going to be like right in your alley. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Put short stories, radar. guys. Can... I'm gonna. I'm the big like <laughs> short story proponent. I tell everyone to get on them. I kind of agree right now that like small bite sized entertainment is kind of where I'm at too. I finally broke down and signed up for twi- for TikTok. I almost called it just Tumblr again. Uh, I finally <laughs> am on TikTok. Which I know I'm like way behind on it and I enjoy wasting a lot of time on there. So I'm kind of right there with you. It's like easier to to digest the smaller pieces sometimes. Yeah. 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 Some would say it's the quibby of books, but (laughs) it's not me. It's not me. I'm not saying that. Oh, the kiss of death. (laughs) No. What have I done? I agree though. Reading anthologies is really nice for that reason, especially if they all have like a similar um, theme. You know, like right now I'm reading A Tyranny of Petticoats and it's all about like young women throughout history whose stories were overlooked and they're all very short stories and they've got like 15 different authors and it's like each one is like 30 pages. So it's like, I feel so accomplished right now. (laughs) Write so many stories in one day. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Because I've actually been been feeling lately like, you know, I've been reading regular books, but I feel like it's been taking me longer than usual. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm so far behind. Like I'm not where I want to be with my reading. So definitely um, short stories would be really nice right about now. Is this a good time to plug my short story and tell everybody to go read it? (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. 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 We have no shame here. We have no shame here. (laughs) This is this is very a very transparent act of like cross promotion. So. <laughs> so I have a, a short story I wrote two years ago. Uh, I wrote it in undergrad for a creative writing class I took because I needed an extra English credit, and um, it's about a gypsy in World War II who's right on the Russian border in Romania, mm-hmm. and her mom sacrifices herself so that she can run away to uh the soviet union and find sanctuary and um it starts with her hiding in the latrine in the house because she doesn't think the nazis will look there 
Uh, so it's kind of yucky. <laughs> uh, and it ends with mm-hmm. her getting pulled out of a tree by the the Russians. They offer her sanctuary after they arrest her. <laughs> okay. where uh, Do you have it published somewhere? Is it posted? No, online? but I can send a PDF <laughs> if anyone wants to read it. Yeah, I'm sure, still trying. I'm still working on the whole publishing thing. It's like a, it's really hard. So that's that's why yeah. that's partly why I'm working on my first full length novel now because short stories are harder to publish, and so yeah, are books of poetry. Difficult. So if anybody mm-hmm. knows a publisher, um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to toss it over to our second chair, Leah. What are you reading, and what would you like to share with us? So. The book that I brought to share today is Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahorn, which I did cover on the podcast. So if you have not read it, you can listen to the beginning of that. Um, It is, it's one of my favorite books. It became that way as soon as I read it. So Serpent and Dove is about um, a young girl named Louise LeBlanc and a guy who she meets named Reed Diggory. Louise is a witch, and she, a few years prior to when the story takes place, she fled her coven, and she has been living in the city of Cesarine. Um, and by the way, this is all French stuff, and my pronunciation is not so good. You, when you listen to the episode, you'll be, you, you'll laugh. But <laughs> so, um, so she's been living in the city of Cesarine, kind of in hiding from her her coven and her mother, as it is. And she ends up meeting Reed Diggory, who is part of a uh, religious group who hunts witches. Like their sole purpose is to hunt and kill witches. And there's an instant, uh, there's a situation that happens and it ends up that the only solution is for the two of them to get married and so it's just hilarious. Awesome premise. <laughs> yes. All that ensues after that. It's fantastic. And part of the reason I love it is because Shelby Mahorn is like, she's not afraid to take risks. She does things in this book that I was like, um, can you do that in a YA book? Is that allowed? <laughs> like they're a pretty well, okay. Because normally in a YA book, if there's any uh physical stuff that happens. A lot of it is implied, you know? Um, yes. She has a full-on, like, blatant sex scene in this book. And I was like, okay. can you do that? I don't know, but she did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also great because she, like, the language that she uses and the banter that she has between Lou and Reed is just fantastic because Lou is this very, like, crass, worldly, I don't care about anything kind of girl. And Reed is the complete opposite. Like he has been raised to be this complete, like pious person, you know, and so they are complete opposites in every way. So their interactions and their dialogue is just fantastic. And then, um, Another reason I really enjoyed it was because some of the plot twists that she drops in. I mean, there's a couple of things that I was like, okay, yeah, I could see that coming. But she drops a bomb like in the middle of the book. I mean, I literally read, was reading it. It was like 1 a.m. I stopped reading, put it down. (laughs) I like literally, I ran downstairs to get my phone, 
messaged, uh, actually Victoria, who's the one who did the episode with me on my podcast. I messaged her. I was like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) I was like, I could not wait. And then I went back upstairs to get in bed and I probably did not go to sleep for another 45 minutes because I kept on like thinking about this plot twist in my head. Like it was that big of a bomb drop and it was really good. So it's just, um, it's just a book that kept me drawn in and, uh, it's just great. I loved it. And I have since read the sequel, uh, mm. which is Blood and Honey, that came out um, a couple months ago, and that is also fantastic. And there will be a third book, which will be coming out next year. Is it going to be a trilogy? Yes, a trilogy? It's a, yep, it's a trilogy. That's what she said. Fun. Ooh, yeah. it's called God and Monsters. Yes, a <laughs> title. What a title! What a title! It's, it's so. It's, is yeah. it just me or can you always tell if a young adult book is a young adult book by the title? Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Like, yeah. uh, like Serpent uh, and Dove, it's like, oh, that's definitely a young adult book. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> so one thing I've gotten into since Amanda has brought me into this book world a little bit more is the joy I get from reading Goodreads reviews. Mm-hmm. They're pretty amazing. They are ridiculous. <laughs> and I got to say, the Goodreads reviews on this book, like it has like a, a really good rating. Got to yeah. say, like general consensus is this is a great book. But man, the people in the Goodreads reviews are just hilariously slamming it in like incomprehensible <laughs> ways. This is great. Like one star review that just like rips what? into it for like a couple paragraphs. And then at the end, it is like... I really did like the sex scenes, though. (laughs) I do. I do love Goodreads because it's like a mix between reviews that are trying to be so helpful and then ones that are not, that are just there to poop all over the (laughs) book as much as possible. Yeah, just troll them. It's so funny. But it's pretty funny. I'm telling you, though, I read that scene and I was like, because I because it's always like when you read a YA book, and I've read plenty at this point, you know, and there are YA books where it's implied that the characters are having sex, right? But it's always yeah. like, and I knew this was the moment when we laid down on the bed, you know, like, like it's always like, <laughs> like, like Meg Cabot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. where it's like a cut to like, whack, and then it's like the next yeah. day I felt amazing, and it's like, oh, okay, I see what yeah. you're yeah. <laughs> but this, but Shelby Mahoran does not do that, the woman gives. <laughs> <laughs> and in Blood and Honey as well. So I'm sure book three will also have that. <laughs> you know. I'm looking on my shelf because I swear I have Serpent and Dove and I just haven't gotten to it yet. Mm. Well, I have good. it. But as yeah, you can I see, it's, hard, it's kind of hard to find stuff in here because there's like five <laughs> shelves. So, um. Yeah, I definitely have this one. I've started it, but I started it at the beginning of like kind of like the Halloween season when I was ready for something spookier. So I like set it aside for later. But yeah, it's a fun. Uh, I just read like maybe the first 10 percent and it's uh, I really like like the French fantasy. I think that was very yeah. fun. I love so. that. I love um, that it's set in France. I love the setting. Yeah, it's and pretty cool. That adds to it. Well, knowing yeah. that the last book comes out next year, I might wait and then read all of them at once. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I yeah. might do that too. That's good. Uh, okay, Bethany. Uh, thanks for sharing, Leah. Uh, sure. Bethany, what have you brought today to share with the group? So I brought a book called The False Princess by Elise O'Neill. Um, and I brought it because no one's ever heard of it. And it's so good. <laughs> Um, so it is the winner of the, I'm going to read the little thing cause it has all these awards that it won. So it is the winner of the 2012 best fiction for young adults, the 2012 Georgia peach book award, 
the 2013 Rhode Island Teen Book Award, the 2012 American Library Association Young Adult Book to Read, the 2012 Utah Beehive Book Award, and the 2013 Maryland Black Eyed Susan Book Award. So many awards. Year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2012. Um, so it's about a princess named Nalia, and she has spent her whole life preparing to be a diplomat. It's set in a, a fictional uh, kingdom called, um, I always say it wrong, but I think it's Thorvaldor. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> um, fantasy-y. Right? It's very, like mm-hmm. a, it's very like a Middle Ages setting. And Nalia has spent her whole life preparing to be a diplomat. She knows languages. She knows accounting. She knows war strategies and and um, diplomacy and politics. And on her 16th birthday, she finds out she's not a princess. Her name is Cinda. The real princess has been raised in a convent thousands of miles away to keep her safe. And Cinda was nothing more than a stand-in so that no one would kidnap the real princess. It's rough. So Cinda on her 16th birthday is taken away from the only family she's ever known, the only friends and life she's ever known, and sent to live with her only living relative, um, which is her aunt. And her aunt is a laundry maid at the edge of the um, peasant village outside the kingdom. Her aunt hates her. The downgrade, I see. Yeah. Her aunt hated her her mother and didn't even know that she had a niece. And now this niece Mm -hmm. is here and she has to like financially support her and she's never worked a day in her life. And so the aunt is like, look, you, I get that you had like a real weird upbringing, but knowing (laughs) other languages doesn't help me get, get in there and get cleaning. Um, there's a whole scene where she has to like, where her, her new bed is next to a bunch of dung beetles. And so she can't sleep mm-hmm. and, uh, Ew. yeah, gross. It's, gross. Amazing. Gross. it's amazing. <laughs> it's this wonderful story though. And Cinda ends up, of course, it's all about her, like finding herself and what her life is going to be like, but to not give anything away, even after finding out she's the false princess, there's three plot twists that you don't see coming. So uh, every time you think you're like, oh, okay, this is the story I'm on, you know, O'Neill, the author, she's like, yeah, but I'm actually going to go this way. So I don't know. It's it's really, it's an amazing story. And every time I, I hear someone say like, what's an underrated book? I'm like, okay, I have just the one. <laughs> um, and I am doing a, a bonus episode on it for my Patreon. So if you, if you join Patreon for $1, you'll get to listen to that episode too. Very fun. Uh, okay. Well, I I haven't heard of it, but I'll put it, I'll definitely put it on my shelf to check out. Since I think I've heard you talk about this like two or three times now, Probably. so I think I'm finally yeah. going to commit to it. It's also it like yeah. it's only like 300 pages, which isn't very long for a YA book. So you, if yeah. you're a fast reader, you could probably get through it in like a day. Yeah, that's like a nice afternoon book. I right. love yeah. a good afternoon book. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cool. I'll definitely be checking it out. Thanks. Um, so the book I brought to share is uh, a new a new one that just came out this season called Mexican Gothic. It's by Silvia Moreno Garcia. Have you guys heard of this one? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the cover. The cover is gorgeous. It's like this mm-hmm. beautiful like velvet black background with like this girl in like this beautiful dress. Um, it is a um, gothic horror YA. Mm-hmm. I would say I think it's like a mature YA. Um, It is set in the 1950s Mexico, uh, and main character's name is Noemi. Uh, She visits her newly married cousin after they receive a disturbing letter from her. 
So they're not sure if her cousin is being haunted or going mad. It's one or the, one or the other. So Noemi uh, leaves her glamorous city life to go and visit her cousin and find out what's happening. Um, but her cousin lives in this strange, ancient, secluded house with a really weird family. <laughs> and um, it's heavily inspired by the yellow wallpaper. Do you guys know that book at all? Nope. No. It's, it's a short story. It's like from like Victorian era. And it's about a woman who's going mad. And so it, there's like some very heavy themes pulled from that. And it has this great gothic setting. It has a spooky house that's driving people mad. It has some supernatural elements, some suspense, and like just enough horror for me <laughs> for it to be like considered kind of a horror novel, but not quite. So if you guys are like still in the spooky mood from Halloween, haven't gotten like your spooky fix, I super recommend this one. It sounds yeah. really good. I yeah. um I haven't read it yet, but I have heard a couple other people talk about it and they said how much that they really liked it a lot. Yeah. It's also already been signed up to be adapted to an HBO miniseries. <gasps> yes, Ooh, give us so that exciting. content. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Manda. Yeah, I'll get back to it later. <laughs> Well, it'll be on an episode eventually. For sure, yeah. I was going to say, I need to read this, but we definitely will be at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten uh, gotten pretty good reviews. I think some of the lower reviews from it are because it was uh, promoted as a horror book, and it's not really a horror book. Mm -hmm. So I think people were expecting a lot higher level of horror. But for me, that's a good thing because I was worried it was going to be chock full of horror and it was like just <laughs> enough for me not to be turned off by the book. So nice. it's spooky without too much gore in it. And that is my kind of book. Yeah. So you would say it strays more into this. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you, you say, say it's, it, it strays more on the psychological end? Because to be honest, I, I probably like more psychological horror than like body horror. I'm yeah. not a big fan of that kind of stuff. I think it's – um well, because I think usually psychological horror plays with like a – I don't want to – I want to spoil it too much, but plays with like a person – like a human person, like a real person villain, mm-hmm. uh, whereas this one plays with more supernatural villains. So I think it like – it kind of dips his hands in both. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a little bit more psychological than body horror for sure. Good. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's a fun one. Definitely. Definitely. If you're like, you still have some lingering, I want to be, I'm not quite ready for the Christmas vibe yet. I'm still in like the fall vibe. This is a good one. I'm still in the spooky vibes too. I'm not letting yeah. it go. I'm not letting <laughs> it go. Oh, you guys would hate me. I'm like, hell yeah. It's almost Christmas time. <laughs> I'm like, bring on those Hallmark movies and the Mariah Carey song. Have you guys seen some people are decorating for Christmas now? Because Yeah, I haven't done that yet. There are rules in my house about that because otherwise there would be a Christmas tree year round and I would just lay (laughs) under it looking at the lights. (laughs) I am a very like take one holiday at a time kind of person. So I always get really aggravated when like Halloween is over and this it's like the second it's over, all the Christmas crap is out everywhere. And I'm like, dude, we still have Thanksgiving. It's an important holiday. (laughs) Like, yeah, but I'm a very, you know. I I think I felt a little bit different being in Chicago because it got so cold. Like October, beautiful. And then it immediately gets cold. Now that I'm in North Carolina, we like just got to 70 degree weather after having 80s for a long time. So like it does not feel like 
fall at all yet here. So I want to yeah. hold on to fall as much as possible. I was so you're going the- around slapping like Starbucks Christmas cups out of people's hands. <laughs> yes. No. Ripping their Santa hats from No, let me have this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not time for this yet, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't wear mittens, you don't get red cups. That's right. <laughs> and they do have them out now. Yeah. They, they, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. I went to Starbucks yesterday and they had the peppermint mocha on the menu and there were people ordering the winter drinks and getting their cups. And I was like, dude, it's it's the beginning of November still. <laughs> I will but say, that, like, I miss the feeling of winter because like we grew up in the midwest in illinois Mm -hmm. we lived in nebraska Mm -hmm. for six years so like we're used to winter is winter there's snow there's ice it gets freezing you have to wear layers and here winter like in mississippi where we live right now it's like if it drops below like 65 people have like hats and scarves and i'm like oh come (laughs) on yeah. Like the, we moved down here in February and the day we left our home in Nebraska, it was negative 16 degrees outside. Ooh. And I have one of those thermometers in my car. So I could tell every time the temperature was rising. By the time we got all the way down to Mississippi, it was like 48 degrees. So very drastic yeah. changes. Yeah. And so it never feels like Christmas here ever. Like even it'll be Christmas day and people have lights and decorations and if it wasn't for the lights and decorations I would tell you it was September so well well I will say I'm not ready for it to be holiday season yet Starbucks new holiday menu does have a toasted white chocolate mocha on it which does sound very tempting so it's overrated Amanda it's overrated (laughs) it's overrated I agree I agree with David because I have tried it myself in previous years and I did not enjoy it either oh okay good to know uh-uh I guess I'm ready for it to be like baggy guess. sweater weather. For sure. I'm so That's ready Chicago for sweater right weather. I, I feel so yeah. confident when I'm wearing a baggy sweater. <laughs> for me, it's beanies. I went out and got my 2020 beanie. <laughs> I have to get a new beanie every year. I got the 2020 beanie. I'm kind nice. of like that with um those those Fourth of July shirts you can get at Old Navy every year. <laughs> I have one for every year. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just we bought them when I was kids. We always went and bought one, like so. Now it's yeah, I'm thirty and thing. I'm still like Quentin. They have the T-shirts at Old Navy. Let's go. And he's like, really? Okay. <laughs> Quentin is my husband, David. Sorry. I I, I can get context clues. It was either it's your daughter not, or your it's husband. It's just a stranger so. I buy Old Navy July Fourth shirts with. Well, he'll tell you he is one of the dogs because if you if you feed him and you love him, he'll stick around. So. Um, which I did today. I, I made him muffins and coffee for breakfast, like before he was even awake. So he's definitely not leaving today. <laughs> the, way you, the way you describe him could also be one of your dogs. I would not know the difference. He's he's constantly telling people that men are like dogs. If you if you feed them and you love them, they're not going to go anywhere. So. Uh, every time I feed him, he's just like, "See, I'm I don't know not how you leaving. feel about that, David." But <laughs> I, it's kind of the opposite in my household. I'm not oh, really? Lie. You don't want to be fed? <laughs> no, no, he's no, the one I that do does all the feeding. feeding. Oh. I do feed it. My wife used to eat like cold microwave quesadillas for dinner before. Oh I no, no. Him, so. <laughs> I I'm notorious for like going above and beyond with that stuff, just because like. Uh, I, I went vegetarian for a very long time and so mm-hmm. I had to get very creative and try all these new recipes and so now I'm like what can we do today what's in the house let's figure it out yeah 
And my husband, when it's his turn to cook, he's very good at grilling hot dogs. He's the best at grilling hot dogs. (laughs) Okay. A little shout out to his hot dog cooking here on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> he'll be listening. Well done, Quentin. He'll be like, he'll be like yes. yes. <laughs> I got the shout out. Yeah. He gets the shout out a lot. <laughs> well, that is our that is our list of recommendations of what we are suggesting mm-hmm. that you check out this uh, oh, this season for reading. Can I do an honorable mention? Absolutely. Is Which that an honorable hat? mention? Okay. Yeah, sure. Has anybody heard of an actress named Hilary Duff? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Who is Hilary? <laughs> Who is this Duff? Figure? Where is this tangent going? Little um, known you- Hilary Duff wrote a YA book series called what? Elixir, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Okay. Uh, okay. It's about Cleo and Sage, and um, they've fallen in love with each other in past lives, and it always ends in uh, tragedy. And so it's all about like their combined story and how um, all of their past lives come to catch up with them in the 21st century and things like that. Um, there's three books and they are amazing and I highly recommend them. And uh, don't start reading the second one unless you have the third one because the cliffhanger at the end is worse than Hunger Games. <laughs> Does she I'm write? Under... Tell everybody that now. <laughs> oh, she doesn't write under a pen name. She writes under her nope, name. No, it's under her name. Elise Allen. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, the cover of the first one though is absolutely like hilarious YA. Like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it, is it is so funny. It, looks it is like incredibly it, YA. Yeah, it yeah. could be a YA book. It could also be her latest album. And yeah, it's not. It all that changes is like the aspect ratio of the square. Oh, oh that's perfect. perfect. This is these came out like a decade ago. Yeah, well, they're really old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's she's written a few children's books too, like like children's like picture books and stuff. Um, but this one I actually found because I think it was my sister Lindsay got it for me for Christmas one year, thinking it was like a biography. And I was like, of course I grew up with Lizzie McGuire, so I love Hillary Death. And I started reading it and I was like, this is a, this isn't a biography. And I got to the end of the book and I was like, there's more, right? Um, but I had to wait and then I had to wait like a year for the second book. And then the last book, uh, she had a baby and I had to wait like a year and a half for the last book. It was horrible. (laughs) So, but it's really underrated and no one ever seems to have heard of it at all. So yeah, that's my honorable mention. Go read Hilary Duff's book series. Duff coming out. (laughs) I do love that you started off by, have you guys heard of one Hillary Duff, this little known well, artist. Sometimes I mention people thinking everyone knows who it is, and then they just stare at me like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, um, okay, we grew up in different worlds. Here we go." <laughs> yeah, you do not need to worry about that. We definitely. Don't <laughs> My age shows sometimes when I mention people. <laughs> It's like you can tell what era of Disney Channel people grew up on when they mentioned her. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So true. So true. All right. So now we got a list of recommendations and an honorable mention for you guys to check out. Something for everyone. (laughs) That will wrap us up for today. Thank you guys for being part of BYO Book Club and special thanks to our guests, uh, Leah and Bethany. Leah, where can our listeners find you online and see what you're doing? 
They can find YA Book Chat on Instagram and Facebook. I am mostly active on Instagram, though. And um, I you can find YA Book Chat on pretty much any podcasting streaming service. It is everywhere right now. And um, if you go to my Instagram account and look at my profile, click on my link there. I've got links to everything, including my brand new Patreon, which I am very excited about. So... Um, Hopefully you guys will check that out. And just a slight little plug here, um, I am going to have the amazing Miss Marissa Meyer on my podcast on November 30th. So check that out if you're a Marissa Meyer fan. That should that should be coming out right after we drop this episode. So okay. people can chime in to check that out. Uh, what about you, Bethany? Where can our listeners find you online and follow what you're doing? Kind of the same. I'm everywhere at Prince Kai Fan Pod. <laughs> I'm very active on Instagram. I just hit 2,400 followers. Nice. And um, I'm on Facebook, Prince Kai Fan Pod. There's a website, princekaifanpod.com, patreon.com slash princekaifanpod. I'm on Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Listener Notes, Amazon, everywhere you find podcasts. And there's also a link in my bio on Instagram and on my website for all of the places you can listen and my Patreon as well, which mine's not new, (laughs) but there is lots of cool stuff on it. Like we have an Instagram chat and a couple of Discord chats and bonus episodes and you get birthday cards and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, and then right now we're covering the third book in the Lunar Chronicle series, Cress. And um, when when does this episode come out? <laughs> this will come out probably on the 19th of November. So uh, that will be the same time that chapters 27 and 28 of Cress come out. I've got my little very schedule cool. right here. <laughs> You're very well organized. We definitely applaud you for that. Very when we you. when we get done recording, I'll have to screen share with you guys my my I'll just uh, make I'll just my make folder and you guys can see <laughs> how crazy <laughs> I am. <laughs> episodes planned through January. You have episodes planned through like 2023. Okay, that's just 2024 actually because I have oh heartless plans too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But it's all subject to change, of course. It's it's mostly because I get people that are like, okay, when are you starting Renegades? And it's like, well, when we finish Lunar Chronicles. And then they're like, well, when's that going to be? And it's like, oh, gosh, we're only on book three. So I don't know. <laughs> there's there's still three more books and then the graphic novels and then the short stories. And it's like, I, I don't – a while? <laughs> uh, and David, where can new listeners find us? Just like everywhere, if you search at Adapted Pod, I could go through all the things, but you know all the things. You live in 2020. Not TikTok, <laughs> but Amanda might change that as she revealed this episode. You never know. Amanda might be doing some dance some videos to like yeah. Stephanie Meyer books or something. You know, you never know. <laughs> I'd subscribe to that. So <laughs> I just threw that out into the world. So we'll see if she does that. Uh, <laughs> you can also send us an email to stuff at Adapted Pod. Uh, we'd love to read any suggestions or uh, what you'd like us to do in future episodes. Maybe right. you guess. Maybe if you have like, hey. <laughs> I'm waving my hand as if the audience can see it. Hey, like if you want to throw dot. some people and that we'll want to come on, yeah. go for it. Just email us, hey, dot, 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 and we'll take it from there, listeners. If you could tell, I kind of winged the outro here, guys. <laughs> Uh, You can join us next Thursday for our regular episodes where we read the book and watch the movie and tell you all about it. Until then, see you guys. See you. See you.